0: This week on Back to the Bird, presented by Cottage Springs, we chat about the new Netflix golf series, whatever the hell Kodak Black was doing at the Panthers game. A recap of the scores in the NLL, our proposed NLL rule changes, the Every Child Matters weekend, as well as Tucker Out Lymphoma, and a great interview with our first-ever duo, guys that played together for essentially their entire lives, Jordan McIntosh and Alex Crepinsack. So here it is, Back to the Bird. Now being sold, I used to be I want to give a major shout out to a friend of the program and former professional hockey player, Boston Levi, for the intro music. We changed it up. That is Thief by Boston Levi from his ep prophecies without further ado let's jump into back of the bird okay we're back episode 34 dewey jacobs presented by cottage springs which we're gonna announce we're back on with cottage springs renegotiated the deal where we are heading home runs with these guys they're great we love them um and we got some exciting events which we can chat a little bit about but I kind of warned them that it was more ideas than really things we're going to execute. But anyways, Pauly, how are you? What's going on?
1: Nothing's going on, man. Just uh, another week, another, uh, another great little episode we had to, you know, this week coming with uh, our first two person interview. I thought it went really well with uh, let's get out of the way with Jordan McIntosh and Alex Krapasek, two good old full boys and longtime teammates and best buddies. So I thought that was kind of pretty cool. And then, other than that, man, nothing nothing really going on. Just staying in shape. Um hopefully the government's not listening. But I, I got a little underground gym I'm going to. I won't name the name, but I got a I got an underground gym. So every time I go in, I feel like dirty, but I love it.
0: Anyway. Yeah, that almost you almost love that more, you sick fuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you and our social guy, the fucking weirdest dudes on planet earth.
1: Yeah, we whoever's doing the social, he's been crushing it, but We'll, well, we'll release his name at some point, but we appreciate all he's been doing behind the scenes.
0: Turned down, yeah, just turned down the horniness a little bit. But <laughs> uh, I guess, I mean, speaking of that, we can kind of run through, um, you know, this past weekend. We had a few few good games going on. We had um, a matinee, which was, I liked. Uh, obviously, we talked to Crep and Mackey about it. It was like the second time they've played each other in their lives. Um, but a good game there that went to overtime, entertaining, and then you 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 know have a few hours to kill, and then you got what? What did we? I think there was a seven o'clock, a seven thirty, and then a ten o'clock. So and
1: no, and then there was an earlier one. The Georgia one was earlier too. Um, so I'm gonna
0: run. I'm gonna run through it here.
2: Yeah, that oh, was the noon one. Sorry, no,
1: disregard. Hey,
2: fully zone out there. <laughs> so There's,
1: no, oh Donnie, help us so, out so here. Oh my God. So
2: on on Friday we had. Colorado, 18, Vancouver, 15. That was a crazy Which, game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, seven, I forgot. 7 Nothing for Vancouver before Colorado had a shot on goal. Then Colorado came all the way back to win. That was a crazy one. And then the noon game was Philadelphia 12 over Georgia Swarm 11 uh, with uh, Blaze scoring the goal in OT. And then Albany 10, Saskatchewan 5. Ah, uh, Buffalo twelve, Toronto six. That was a great game, but definitely a game, Tucker and Limpolo, We talked about that one, and then in the nightcap, uh, San Diego uh, fifteen, and my Panther City Lacrosse Club twelve.
0: So yeah, quite a, quite a bit going on. It was I thought it was great um, seeing all the Every Child Matters stuff. I thought the NOL did a really good job with that that kind of like minute and a half um, video they put out. It was uh, it was pretty good and. Talking to different players. And- yeah,
1: the interviews were, were pretty cool. Like, yeah. um, I don't know. I, I know obviously Lyle was one, Jeremy was one, uh, Brennan Bombary. but yeah, they were it was cool. And I think there's um there's another good interview with Landon Miller on um Jumbo's podcast too, just talking about it as well. So yeah, I thought they did I thought they did a really good job. And it was kind of cool to see the the um all the orange shirts all the teams are wearing, too, like in the warm-ups, I thought it was, was kind of cool looking from afar. So I thought they did a did a good job and just kind of, again, keeping that message, like, going, right, like not letting it die, not just like a flash in the pan, which is good.
2: Yeah, and I think last episode we weren't sure about this, but they are selling those uh, shirts. So you can buy them uh, in Canada and USA on through the NLL. So I guess we could tweet that out or something. But,
1: you know, we talked not sure while.
2: about something? Doesn't yeah. sound right. Doesn't you know, we've, <laughs> we've talked about, like, you know, educating yourselves and listening and all that stuff is super important. This is a cool way to, like, show support to you, right? Like, buy a shirt. Yeah. yeah. You know, support yeah, in that exactly. way and then wear it, wear it in all these, like, to games or something like up that.
1: The conversation, yeah. all yeah. no, for sure, man. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll definitely try and uh, tweet out a link or, or figure out the, the ins and outs of that for sure. Yeah, that's awesome, Donnie.
0: Yep, no doubt. And then, I mean, on that note, too, obviously – with uh with Tucker Outland Foma Night in in Buffalo, um, I thought those jerseys were really cool and uh, a really good you know few good tributes there and and you know it was getting talked about quite a bit which which was awesome a great way to remember Tucker and um you can bid on those jerseys we'll get that link out too um so I think I think they're still going for a while I think there's some game use stuff too I know Ian McKay's got like his yeah, gloves gloves yeah um there's a couple guys with shoes and stuff and and it was uh it felt like an old school game watching that um a good kind of like battle back and forth some tussles at the end frustrations boiling over the battle of the qew i mean it's uh qew goes all the way to buffalo right almost
1: yeah we'll say it does sure
0: yeah yeah sure whatever it's close. it's on the way there so yeah. i guess you'd have to like stop in fort erie to be still the qew but um yeah hell of a <laughs> i guess that's gonna be over two on this uh episode with my beer bomb joke that comes up too but um yeah good good battle good lacrosse all around i enjoyed it It was uh it was nice got to uh got a little workout in with my buddy danny mac um oh nice we're on by and then uh then we watched all the games just sat down and watched them all it was uh it was nice so try- it's
1: nice to have it's, it's nice to have that like kind of football thing and i and i you know like i know johnny tina last episode kind of mentioned like if you went to summer and tail game, but it's nice to have that like noon, seven, then like 10 game. It's like, you can just watch lacrosse all day, which is, which is awesome. Like, yeah. You throw a nice like three o'clock game in there too, a 12 with three and a seven. Like, let's go.
0: Wow. Now you're getting crazy, brother. Yeah. but I like it. I like it. It's uh, and then we had a little shuffling. We had some schedule shuffling. I know Halifax is delaying another game. Um, I think on the 22nd, they've delayed that one too. And then mm. with the bills getting in their playoff spot, kind of a sick move, the bandits, and just like an understanding move that playoff game is now Saturday at eight 15. So the bandits have moved their home game or home game. I don't even know if it's home or away, but they've moved their game to Friday
1: it's a home, game. Uh,
0: home game. So heck of a heck of a plan there. I love it. I think it's good. Um, to, to do stuff like that, just kind of shuffle around and, and be aware, right? Like, okay, like, I mean, we're going to get like zero people to this game if if we actually have it. So I think it's a good change-up.
1: Yeah, no. And it's like kind of just supporting the Bills too, even though, you know, they're going to take all the fans, but it's still like, hey, we want you to have your own day. We want to have our own day.
0: Yeah, it's a great way and, to – like, you know, yeah. we know you would take everyone, but you, we're just going to say it a different way and say we're yeah. doing this for you.
2: Yeah, uh, exactly. But,
0: but yeah, let's uh, maybe we start buzzing through um, just kind of the notes we've got here. We got the Netflix golf series announcement. They're gonna basically go F one and just have all these boys buzzing around, and golf's gonna be become the biggest sport in America.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I think they still need to do. We've talked about it a little bit, but I still think they need to do a little bit of uh, like modernizing, not like being so old, I guess, I don't know how to really explain it, but they're still kind of like trying to hold back on guys. But I think like now with all these guys signing up for this Netflix, I think this and then even like with that, uh, whatever that prize was like Phil won that prize for most like social engagement or whatever. But yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Just listen to some of these names like Cameron Champ, who just won, Tony Fina, Tommy Fleetwood, Ricky Fowler, Sergio Garcia, Max Homa, who's pretty funny on Twitter, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, like, Colin Morikawa, like, all, like, your top golfer. So I think that's going to be awesome. And, again, I think now you're going to get to see, like, a little bit more personality, and I'm, I'm super psyched for it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and I, I think – I don't know if you just said this because I just zoned out, but – um, Augusta, they're gonna be doing it at Augusta too. Yeah,
1: I didn't mention that. Yeah, so I didn't mention that, but it's uh basically guess here's like the tweet. Exciting golf news, Netflix that confirmed the list of participants, upcoming golf docu series, and whoa, five of the world top seven are in, speace in Ricky's in Kepka's in Augusta's nationals in. So I think that's like real cool because yeah, I don't think you get to see that kind of Augusta, or maybe you'll never get to see it kind of how they do it, but yeah, it'll be awesome.
0: Yeah. No doubt. Now, something still awesome, depending on what your definition of awesome is. What the fuck is Kodak Black doing up in the, in the, in, <laughs> in the suites at the Florida Panthers game? He's, he's slapping cheeks up there.
1: That's great, man. Just trying to grow the game, right? Just trying to get in there. And I, I saw Rob, Roberto Luongo taking a quick peek. Just like, what's going on over there? but. <laughs> I think uh, yeah, obviously, catch fire, just like I don't even was there even music, I didn't even really hear the music, I was just I don't even know what was going on, but I was just dying to laugh, i just the the amount of hilarious tweets that came out of that were just fucking unbelievable,
0: yeah, but like yeah, so i i it was. It was funny because you could see the all the like Panthers executive were in the box beside him.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: And then Luongo tweeted out after, like, everyone, please keep your eyes on the ice. There could be flying objects. And then he just, like, put in quotes, honey, turn around.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's dude, he's hilarious. But yeah. to kind of tied into, and someone kind of said this in our social feed, but he's not the first guy to be doing the old dirty dancing at, at a sporting event, Scorch. The Boston Blazers mascot at halftime. This was like the nail in the coffin for Boston Blazers. I think this was their third year, so I think it was already in Philly. Yeah. But it was the most cringe-worthy like lap dance of a fan by this lacrosse ball that had flames coming out of his head, and they were giving the like the doing sound. Oh, when he oh. was doing the grind. I think pretty much the team folded like I think the next day or right after but we'll get that video up on our Instagram it's it's amazing so
2: I was Kodak at, the, back. Uh, I was at the, the first Toronto Nationals game that when the ML team came to Toronto and I don't know whose idea it was but they did a they did a, like a, one of those in-game promotion things where they had like a long stick and it, they did like a stripper pole dance like they made like the long stick like a stripper pole dance
0: off thing i don't know how it got approved but Uh, it's probably our social media guy that thought of that fucking idea how horny he is um yeah i don't know it was it was funny there was like probably you said there was so many funny tweets like um somebody responded back to like another video another angle of him like supposedly or uh, was allegedly banging this this chick and it's like, due to inconclusive evidence, the play on the ice stands, <laughs> They're calling the ice stands. So I got a good laugh at that. I also got a good laugh out of the NHL tweeting a picture of Kodak Black at the game and just said like Kodak in the building and then the whole video thing came out like a period later and they deleted the tweet of him at the game.
1: <laughs> he was never there.
3: Just yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, Damage control. But yeah, no, I think they're growing the game. I mean, things like that, honestly, like, I mean, it's just like a goalie fight that happened. Like, a million, you know, different people that would have never looked at a lacrosse game looked at one because of a goalie fight. And think about how many people like were looking at a hockey game because Kodak Black is allegedly slapping slapping a girl around. Up. I guess I should have used a different phrase, but banging <laughs> up in the uh, up in the press box there. So it's uh, I don't think it's a bad thing for the game.
1: <clears throat> nope, and that goalie fight keeps getting keeps keeps returning. But yeah, and then you got guys like. Uh just to kind of bring it back, you got like Anson Carr tweeting about it. You got Pat McAvee, you got a couple of random guys now. So, Hey, again, I think we, for the most part, still live in the world where any press is good press again, d- depends. I mean, but so, yeah. Yeah.
2: Anyway. Yeah.
0: For sure. Depends. I think. Yeah. That.
1: There, sure. there's a line, there's a line, but
0: yeah, it's a very fine one, but. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it is a good point. I mean, Pat McAfee, two point like two point two million followers on Twitter, tweet tweeting about the uh the Philly Wings and the Georgia Storm, which is hilarious <laughs> that he called it a storm instead of the swarm. But he uh, that
1: was autocorrect, I think.
0: Yeah, must have been. Yeah. It must yeah. have been. So, and then you got yeah, Anson Carter tweeting about the uh the Rock Bandits game. That was uh, another good another good one to get get out there. Just saying how how sweet kind of the ending was. So what's, uh, what's the next thing you got on the list here, Paulie?
2: I, I put that one in there. So uh, Lewis Radcliffe, uh, long-time NLL superstar, tweeted the other day, I actually hate the behind-the-net dunks in the NLL. And there's a good little discussion about this on Twitter. Just, like, wondering what you guys think about that. Like, uh, for example, Garrett Billings said they aren't exciting or difficult. If the crease was a full circle, I might be able to appreciate them more. It is a uniquely, you know, NLL thing where you see that play where guys, you know, pass try to get a quick pass behind the goal and then dunk it. Uh, just wondering, like, what you guys think about that?
1: Uh, I'll go first. I saw it. I was actually gonna, I was actually gonna chirp, chirp Sweet Lou, but then I know, I didn't know how. Speaking of like Tex and Tony, I didn't know how he was gonna take it. But uh, I was gonna say because he only like scoring five four because Lou Ratcliffe was just a king of whipping at five goal, but he scored a shit ton of goals, so I can't really say anything. But um kind of like and then gb like i don't know kind of sounds like sour grapes to me both those guys are unbelievable players it's like end of the day it's if guys are scoring goals like guys are scoring goals you know it's it's kind of you look at like the trevor's diggers thing people are still trying to do that like is that gonna become like a non-exciting play again if if it's another way to score goals and another way to keep defenders like myself, like, cause before you would just, a guy went behind the net and he'd be out of the play. It'd be perfect. I'd just sit in the middle and just try and take someone's head off. <laughs> now a guy, <laughs> I was just joking. No, I'm not. <laughs> but now, like now if a guy goes behind, especially who it is, like you got to go now behind. Now you're getting taken out of the play. Now it's four on four. So, I mean, I can kind of see their point, I guess, but I, I'm fine with it again. I think it's a tough play to defend for the goalie and, and defenders and it's a goal. We end of the day sports want goals. So you find another way to do it. It's fine by me.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's um, I can understand it. Like, cause I think if you play, it's like, it's almost like annoying when someone goes back there and like you do have to pay attention to it, but I think it's kind of twofold. One, from my perspective it's like you know if you take that away you take that out of it sure you can still have quick sticks but then you're gonna have goalies fucking playing top of the arc essentially the entire game if like because if a goalie is doing that then you slide someone behind then they kind of have to respect it and it kind of adds a a different element and then the other part is like man like at the end of the day i know we're playing the game and i know maybe it's like annoying or it seems too easy to do it how many times are those the goals that get us on sports like all the time. Right. So I, I think if you kind of sh- take out, take out the gun and shoot ourselves in the foot by taking that out of the game, when we're trying to just like get onto these mainstream um, type networks, I think it's, I think it's doing the game a disservice, but um, again, I can understand their side of it, but I think, I think it keeps goals on us and I think it gives the, the opportunity for us to do the goal that everybody in hockey is calling the lacrosse goal. You took that out of our game, it's no it's no longer the lacrosse goal, you know. So I think uh yeah, I, I think I think it's gotta stay, in my opinion. Cause I honest and I kind of like when it gets implemented into like a power play play. I I love that. Like when it just gets snapped around and then someone drifts back there and you've got three options. And um, it's like okay, if they cover the guy in the middle, we we fire to the guy in the back. And if they go to him, somebody in the middle is open. It's kind of a it's it's just a little subtle nuance that has to keep everybody guessing, right? You're just playing. You're using the rules to your advantage, I think, at the end of the day. But it is an interesting topic.
1: What do you think, Donnie?
0: Yeah, I, I would
2: keep them. Uh, I mean, I have never played with those rules before. So, um, you know, I guess I don't really have that strong opinion. But uh, I think, they're, I think they're, they're cool. And they're fun to watch. And they're relatively safe, too. So there's not really, like, a, a player safety uh, issue. But I think, it's, I think it's a good question. I think maybe people try them uh, more often than sometimes they should, maybe. But um, – yeah, I think they're I think
1: they're pretty cool. So, but I just saw that I
2: thought it was in, saw a little you know, debate on Twitter about it. So, no, for sure. One, uh, one thing that I
1: like, I, and I don't know, like to bring up like player like safety because like the crease dive coming across is is probably, is more dangerous than like diving mm-hmm. behind the net, obviously because you can go into the goalie and stuff. But uh, like speaking of like replays and like in the crease because it's tough. I wonder if we'll ever change the rule with like in the crease that like you can, I always thought like, what if you could just have one foot in the crease, like you could step one foot in the crease, you know, or like another one I I thought of is like, if you shoot it and don't interfere with the goalie end up in the crease and then the ball goes in like that your count, you know, like the amount of times, like on a breakaway guy will shoot, run through the crease Like off the goalie and goes in, he's like, "Oh no, he's still in the crease." But it's like, he had nothing to do with like the play. I always think those goals should count as well. But yeah,
0: I think I think the I think leaving your stick too would be another cool one. Like basketball, like if you shoot it, then the buzzer goes, and then like somehow it goes in after.
1: Yeah, like as long as it's out of your stick.
0: Yeah, it would have to be like a really really niche opportunity because like our shots don't take as long to go in the net as like a basketball shot would, but. I think if it leaves your stick, like, if you do a full floor, like, I think, yeah. you know, something like that before halftime or, or, you know, shooting, and then it just, like, trickles in, but it left your stick, I don't know, it'd be kind of a cool little thing to add to the game.
2: You know, so help uh, those of us who struggle in the vertical department, <laughs> that rule really would help a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Give exactly. a little more margin for error there. There's yeah. nothing worse than, like, when, when College across Cross added the, you know, the dive back, you know, A couple times you score a dive goal and you feel like you're like flying through the air and then you watch the replay and you barely get off the ground. The credit card vertical. Yeah.
1: And uh, one, one more. And I think it used to be a part, but the hockey shot, like you used to be able to like slap the ball and like say it was loose. You could just whack it in. Same thing when it was in the crease, you could like poke it in. If it was loose in the crease, you you could dive and poke it in. No, it's gotta be, if, again, this is where it's kind of like wishy washy, but it's got to be considered a lacrosse play. So you actually have to have like possession of it.
0: That's super, yeah. Super.
1: So I would like to go back to like you could just do hockey plays and just like whack it in if it's loose. Those are my those are my rule changes. Right. You can score while you're in the crease after you shoot as long as you don't interfere with the goalie.
4: Yeah.
1: And then hockey plays, you don't have to have possession of the ball. You can whack it in.
2: Now they're on this tangent my favorite rule change in hockey and box cross is all penalties should be full-time like oh. even, if you, even if you score keep going like So you just st- kind of like
1: like because like our that's like our five that's like our five minute you're allowed to score three yeah. goals
2: yeah i mean it doesn't really make same thing in hockey like it doesn't really make sense that if you take a penalty you get to ice the puck like you took the penalty you should be like penalized for it like, that would be interesting. Like, you get a power play, you could really bury a team or come back or something like that. Not not going to happen. It's just hypothetical, but. Yeah.
0: yeah. Or maybe yeah. a 60-second 60 60 shot clock when you're on the power play. Well, at least they don't have the no shot clock
2: penalty now. That was maybe the worst rule that yeah, we've had ever. ever. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, guys would just take a beating, killing penalties. Like, or guys would was, break out, uh, bring out
2: a special stick just for the penalty killer. The ball. Was
1: oh yeah, the out. raginator. The yeah, Ragginator. come out, oh. and it was the worst as a defender. You're just like, as soon as you miss like a couple of checks, and you're just chasing it. Yeah. Like, oh god.
2: And uh, I like, we don't know the statistics on it. The number of penalties that were taken by the team with the oh. power play, just try, yeah. like getting frustrated, trying to like reef on the guy to get the ball out. Yeah.
1: And then. uh one more. All Quincidentals should be four on four. I never get why it's like, know. hey, it's just like, again, you want to, especially in hockey where like they want it. Like that's why the 80s were so crazy because every coincidental was like both penalties. So like when you look at the 80s, there's always like four on four, three on three, but it's like every coincidental minors, coincidental. if you guys don't know, I mean two people taking penalties at the same time. Big word of the day. But yeah, they should just be, like, you go down that man. So, yeah, two on two, four on four, whatever. So, yeah, a couple I of think, changes.
0: Uh, I think mine would be you get to pick one guy on each team and they, they each get to keep a weapon on them during the game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what would your weapon be?
0: Uh, it's probably a throwing star. No guns. Who, who on it. the side right now would carry the weapon? Um, ooh. it's a good question. I don't know. I haven't seen the boys in fucking three months. I don't even know who they are. So um, I'll uh, let's say, let's say Gibby. Give Gibby give, give a weapon. And I think I would go throwing star. <laughs> Imagine taking one of those to the jugular mid breakaway. Yeah, from the but bench, from the bench. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but if you miss and you you've lost your weapon, oh no, the other team it. can pick it up. The other t- it's like it's like <laughs> yeah.
0: Mario Kart or something. <laughs> like, well, exactly. Oh. That's
1: why you don't want that to be. You got to like, it's got to be a toothbrush shank, something small where you can't see. you wow, no, like in prison. You can have
2: Yeah, a
1: yeah, yeah, toothbrush shank, and that's why you don't even know who got you. You're just oh, leaking yeah, out of like your me. neck all of a sudden. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be ian lord using the toothbrush he to brush yeah. <laughs> just stab somebody with it
1: i think you know it's that, i think he did use it one time on somebody i should double check i think he did bring the shank on the
0: floor but
2: we'll yeah, have to it
0: about right but uh what so we we've talked about that what the fuck paul you just saw this tweet too what the hell was this fucking pickles minor league baseball team tweet
1: dude I don't know, but again, speak like I, I said, like what's going on in the world of sports, but like <laughs> like again, this might be like the where I just said no press is bad press. This might be there the the press is bad press. Like
0: there's absolutely no doubt in my mind that is bad press. This thing basically took a fucking a dick pick with its dill pickle hanging out.
1: And then and what do you say? New phone who dis y-
0: Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> And then like, <laughs> dude, they like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to pull it up right now. But like, uh, it's obviously
1: like, the, it's like a mascot, right? So I mean, we don't even really know who the mascot is. Like, is this a new team? I don't even know the backstory. I just saw the picture. I'm just like, this is unbelievable.
0: Yeah. The Portland pickles. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm looking at it now. It just says we play baseball from June to August and make memes the rest of the time. Kosher mostly. Um, oh my god, dude! The replies are unbelievable. Um, <laughs> somebody's now got a dill pickle that looks like a cooter of some sort here. This is tough, but um, yeah, they they just like responded and said, "Oh, see, yeah, this was a targeted ad, and they did well with it." I don't know why they tagged these. Wait till you see who they tagged: Manscaped, Skittles bush's beans oscar meyer wiener and corn nuts are the ones that are tagged in this this photo
1: and you miss this guy's name justin dick (laughs) meyer no idea who this guy is but that's his name
0: um but yeah i guess they i actually had a good laugh because like i thought it was a serious response but they responded and just said sorry our intern dylan tweeted this out and then I like kind of took a little bit to think about it and like Dylan obviously is like a dill pickle. like that's kind of a funny name for the for the mascot. but again, I have absolutely no idea what they're doing, but it went went viral. so obviously like I mean good for them, but it's just completely insane. Ooh, so we're still I guess we're recording this what is Wednesday. Still gotta finalize what's going on, but um, all signs pointing to uh, to to continuing on with with Cottage Springs as the presenting sponsor, which, which we're pumped about. I think uh, we've got some really, really exciting stuff um, kind of in the works for this summer, um, back kind of in the Oakville, Burlington area. Things that we've talked about on here a lot, and we're actually getting people working on it behind the scenes. Um, but I'm like too scared to say it in case it doesn't happen. But it's Just like uh, some of
1: the guests we've announced that it never came
0: on. <laughs> yeah, Dallas Elliott is coming up. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah really exciting stuff we're trying i'm trying to really make a big push to get them involved in the uh burlington chiefs alumni golf tournament as well amazing um which is which is really cool so um yeah it's uh it's exciting i know it's uh it's something kind of we talked about too but i think we're gonna we're gonna you know find a good way to to pull together some of this uh you know all well all and i again we're gonna figure out totals and things like that make sure no one's like out of pocket for stuff um for the podcast but i think you know putting the money that we get off ads and stuff like that towards um uh, something pretty special so we're, we're gonna try to figure that out in the next uh in the next little while here but it is uh it is exciting and obviously we can't thank them enough they're great partners they let me come get drunk at their uh at their office there and had a hell of a time and then we're willing to talk to me uh, again and didn't drop us as, uh, as a sponsored podcast yeah. so-
1: that's when you know it's a good partnership
0: yeah exactly exactly and they're still going to send us some cottage springs for us to drink too yeah that's all that matters we're still working on donnie's nil though so we're gonna get that uh that part figured out i'm trying to think what dude you know what i watched last night and for some reason it was like emotional nostalgic and fired me up sea biscuit yeah
1: i saw you tweet that Dude, what a
0: movie. That is a actually a very, very good Toby Maguire performance. He's a psycho in that movie.
1: And Seabiscuit's the horse, right? And he's the jockey. Is that how is the how have you
0: even seen it? No. Oh, you gotta watch it. Yeah, Seabiscuit is the horse, man. The guy's name is Seabiscuit.
1: <laughs> Maybe it was his nickname. Patty Seabiscuit <laughs> Malone.
0: His nickname's Red.
1: Red. Okay. My bad. But yeah, story,
0: true story. During a crazy time, and and this horse is just overcomes the odds, Paulie. We love a story like that. All right. Oh, All right. I'm sure you will watch.
1: It. I'm not making any promises.
0: And what else have you been watching? Anything or what?
1: No, not really. Um, after like Yellowstone ended, I kind of got nothing. Um, no, I got I got nothing watching right now. Just trying to watch some sports, and and that's it, man. Um. Yeah. No movies. I got nine. I got nothing.
0: Were you ever a Harry Potter guy?
1: Um, I, I did. So that's one thing I should finish. I got into like, but now I'd have to probably start all over again. I think I got into like to Harry Potter five, maybe four or five. So I did, I I made a good run at it like years ago, but i might have to make the full run.
0: Yeah, I would.
1: I, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I definitely, I liked them. I just, then I got caught up in some other stuff.
0: Yeah. So. I, uh, I watched like that twenty-year reunion of it um, that they they just put out, and it was really good. And I just fully realized that I just like skipped one of the movies.
3: (laughs) Right,
0: they're like they're like referencing parts of this movie, and I just had never seen it. But it was it was it was cool. It was interesting to like see see these kids kind of talk about how like like they grow up for, and they grow up in it, and then they like have like an existential crisis, basically. Like, I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. Donny, anything? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Paul. No,
1: no, no. Donnie's more important.
2: Uh, my roommates were watching Yellowstone, so I was a little behind, but I got—I finally started watching a little bit. So I uh, did. I got, I got some more catching up today.
1: I didn't love this season. Not gonna lie. Finale didn't.
0: It felt like we were building to something that never came. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so like, you kind of kept. I kept giving it the shadow of a doubt or benefit of a doubt. Be like, okay, this next one, the bangers coming, the full on. What and then, anyways, not to ruin it for Donnie, but. Third season, whatever, I Get to the third season. That is electric. Um, and then I guess well, hey, little little bird bump for our girl, Natalie Spooner, Canadian Olympic team. Big announcement yesterday. Um, yeah, so I actually I messaged her um kind of when the guys and like when Angel announced that they were canceling, I just just shot a quick message to being like. Hey, like what's going on with you girls? Like, because I know they're they're still playing and they just did the rivalry series. And she's like, no, it's all like all system go for us. Just say I just kind of waiting for the announcement. So she didn't know at that point, but kind of cool for us. So that will be her what fourth Olympics?
0: That's fucking crazy. 16 yeah, years half guy, 16 years.
1: No. Yes. Yeah, I guess so. Is there or maybe her third? Might be her third.
0: Yeah. But,
1: Anyways, but, still crazy. Still crazy. Like even three Olympics, twelve years. So it, it's still crazy to be a part of a, a, system for that long. So good for her, and uh, yeah, we'll take full credit for getting named for the third time. So,
0: yeah, I think that's completely on us. But yeah, um, I think there's maybe two two Burlington girls on there too. Actually, I don't know. Yeah. If, I know Renata Fast is from Burlington. I think they I don't know because doesn't uh, Noble trains Aaron Ambrose as well? Yeah, so she from Burlington? Mm,
1: that I don't know, and it's not just Dan Noble. There's a guy on this podcast who helped out too a little bit.
0: Donnie's not, training people now. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: not Donnie, but yeah, it actually is <laughs> interesting because oh, probably over half that roster was end up end up training with Dan. So little tire pump for strengthening this coach Halifax Linebird, Dan Noble. Not that he needs it, but uh, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. That's, that's good. That's uh, yeah. Good for them. I mean, it's still hilarious. Like hearing all the stuff. I mean, we're hearing rumblings out of the NHL guys are going to like, guys are trying to figure out if they can retire and go play in the Olympics and then unretire and come back.
1: There's always loopholes, man. I mean, guys are pissed. Like you, you saw Marcian's comments and stuff like that. Like I didn't really think it was going to go that way, but then I guess like, When you look at it like a a guy like Marchant, that's probably or Marchant, like and Steve Stamkos, this is probably like their last chance to win the Olympics. Even even though they're like, you know, still elite players, there's always so many good players coming up. But this is like their last chance. So when you kind of see it like from that standpoint, and then obviously this this would this would play a factor for me if you have a Stanley Cup too already and this is, your, this is like the last thing you don't have, then it kind of makes sense. Like, like, hey, I want to go play for Team Canada. Like, even if I get stuck in China for four months, I want to try and win the gold.
0: Yeah. Right? No well, And when's the last time they played in the Olympics?
1: This will be the second one they've missed now. So yeah. would it be...
2: 2014 would have been the last one. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, like, and a guy like that, specifically marshawn's like he's grinded to turn in like turn from a pest into like a superstar right now he's like you know you would have been on his team and now it's basically something taken away and you don't know what the future holds in four years next year two years from now right so it's exactly yeah it's sketchy it'll be interesting to see who does go though like who there was talk of them just sending the world junior team which would have been hilarious like just give (laughs) it like that's the world juniors but um yeah, it's going to be like the old school miracle again, like where it's just like college guys playing in the um, – Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: But Which is just even funnier to imagine what that Olympic Village is like for guys that haven't even experienced being in, like a professional hockey player yet. It's just taking a guy off a of campus and then throwing him in Beijing will just be completely nuts.
1: Essentially, yeah. you just be like chained to your bed, I think, is what the Olympic Village experience is. I saw, I
0: saw a tweet that they're – uh, the Canadian Olympic Committee is like telling all the players or all the athletes to not bring their own phones and that they're going to be given phones when they get their flip phones because uh because the Chinese government will be watching them through their phones if they bring their yeah. own yeah
1: which like, what that
0: don't, can't, don't. man what that's insane though like that's just that's simulation stuff that's not I even
1: I believe it though I oh, no yeah. uh, whatever yeah that, that's it's kind of too bad that that's, that's where it is. Like, that's not somewhere a little more free-loving, free, free loving, I guess. I don't know what the word, but... Hey,
0: if we see a red dot appear on your forehead halfway through this podcast, I will be nervous that you're going to get taken up by a Chinese sniper or something because you can't be talking bad about... It. <laughs> They're probably watching us through our through our Zoom call right now. We love you, Beijing. I but, got my uh, wife.
1: We're good. We're fine. <laughs> There's the red dots from my wife, not from
0: Beijing. Yeah. <laughs> That's too good. What is there anything else we want to? I'm trying to think lacrosse wise. I mean, I didn't even, I just popped in my head now. They just announced World of lacrosse games in San Diego.
1: Oh, yeah. How don't we touch on that?
0: Yeah. I don't know. That seems important.
1: So, yeah, speaking of, and like,
0: I got an interesting argument on this one.
1: Oh, what, uh, what's the argument? Who are you arguing with?
0: I had a nice conversation with our buddy Zach Courier. Okay. We want to grow the game. We want to advance the game. Yep. You can't tell me the game is not already known and present in the United States of America. Why That's is this true. not somewhere else? Like that, what, The World Games this summer, I think they're this summer, right? 2022, isn't it in Alabama or something? Yep. So yeah. you're going there there's probably not going to be a whole heck of a lot of people that want to watch lacrosse instead of football when you're there. And then like San Diego, obviously it's great. And like, it's fantastic. I'm sure Joe size backing it and everything like that to kind of use all these facilities. But like, if we, if you truly want to grow, like why you know, put it in Germany, you know, put it in England, put it in Australia. I don't know, like somewhere else where there's, it's probably like a completely untapped market. You can run clinics, you can do all this stuff and bring a game that people have never seen before. That's kind of the reason you created Sixes, to make a league or a game that can be picked up by people without a ton of financial commitment. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, I I hear what you're saying. And I I think, again, it it comes down to, like, anything, the almighty dollar. Because, yeah, it would be great to be in what will go right off the board, South Africa. We're going to South Africa, Johannesburg right it'd be great but like who's picking up that bill because lacrosse canada doesn't really want to pick up that bill because i so you know that says the like, thing. it comes down to money and like sponsorship so yeah i i agree man like i think that's one of the cool things of of playing for your country and like you know if you're so lucky to play u19 or u16 and you get to like go to you know different countries that's kind of the cool part of playing internationally like not that when i got to play for team canada and syracuse wasn't an honor but like, like we went to syracuse yeah, yeah. I, I can go to syracuse kind of anytime i want right <laughs> but then you know it was nice because it was kind of like the hodoshone and, and you get like that part of it right on a dog up, but it's like you know what I'd like to go to like Prague and play in Prague instead of Syracuse. Yeah, for sure. Right. Cause again, you'd like to go see somewhere where you don't maybe have a chance to go see too. Right. And like you kind of said, people don't have a chance to see the game maybe that often. Yeah. So
0: yeah. I Again, it's obviously great news. It's announced and I'm kind of like reacting like every person that we chirp, where we just say like (laughs) you just just
1: dragged me into it somehow i know
0: i did i pulled you in but yeah that was all from uh from career he got me all amped up there um talking about it but again obviously it's great that that stuff's announced it'll be interesting to kind of see how that goes it's a step in the right direction to kind of get in the olympics and maybe that's that's part of it too is to try to get eyeballs from them on it watching it um from the like olympic committee i have no idea where the hell that's based but um obviously the olympics are going to be in california right in 2028 summer olympics i think i think they're in la so maybe that's part of the reason as well um maybe i'm talking myself out of my own opinion who knows but yeah i don't know it's uh regardless it's lacrosse news um what else is going on i'm trying to think uh yeah i think that's um I just I'm just reading a Chris Bushy tweet that he's he tweeted out that he's excited to officially sign with True Temper Lacrosse. Did we not get our letters in the mail? I've
1: I've I signed with him a long time ago. So you
0: actually signed a piece of paper? Or like mm-hmm. you just said, like, I'm a true athlete?
1: No, just Rab John and said, Hey man, you're my guy. I said, yeah, guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. A- I'm a I'm a word is your bond guy. I don't need to No, piece I, beer, yeah,
0: but. I know you are. I know you are. <laughs> okay. So that's too funny. Um uh, but yeah, I guess if that's that's nothing else before the interview, before we pass it over to our first duo.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right, beauty. So um as always, all of our interviews are it's brought to you by Lucky Penny Media. Lucky Penny Media, we're a full service marketing company. Without the hefty agency pricing, we understand your brand is everything to you. And when working together, it means everything to us. You're more than just a client, you're a partner and a teammate. Our philosophy is simple. You grow, I grow, we grow. So without further ado, here they are, Jordan McIntosh and Alex Krepzer. All right, we are pleased to be joined by our very first duo, both hailing from Oakville, Ontario, where they played their minor lacrosse together. They moved on to Junior B together, where they won a Founders Cup with the Oakville Buzz before moving up to play Junior A with the Burlington Chiefs. They still couldn't get enough of each other, so they had both attended RIT and played for the Tigers, and then they were both drafted to the Minnesota Swarm and lived together before the team moved its way to Georgia, where they won an NLL championship after 17 years playing together. Please welcome to the podcast, Jordan McIntosh and Alex Krepensek. What's going on, boys?
3: What's up fellas. How are we doing?
2: On, guys. Yeah, it. Love this it. Is,
3: we're, getting, we're getting
1: outnumbered here. This might turn on us <laughs> quick. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're they like.
0: They're gonna be grilling us in a bit, but uh, what's uh, and we're gonna—it's gonna be hilarious audio too because we've never done the duo, so we're just gonna be interrupting each other left right. There. It'll be kind of a kind of a look into what what it's like when everyone gets together anyway.
3: Crep will definitely interrupt me, yeah. So
0: I'll, I'll try my or, best. Or too.
3: or correct correct any stories that we're telling, yeah.
0: That's more accurate, yeah. <laughs> That's uh that was gonna be my first question. Was I mean because I completely kind of made that intro up off the top of my head. Is that right? Was it 17 years? So, but I guess plus another two years in Georgia. Was it like 19 full years you guys played together? Well, all the minor too. You forgot about that.
5: So, like another probably well, seven or eight years before then, too.
3: Yeah, and then even even uh even senior, we both we both played for oh, yeah. the AP Rock, <laughs> the Ajax, Ajax- Rock. yeah, yeah. So we he played there me. together as well. I don't know how we both ended up on i think we both got same deal. we both got drafted there as well but yeah this our our game we played against the obviously against each other last Saturday. It's probably the, maybe the first time we've ever played against each other i think
5: I think there was one other game in senior once you had been um moved on to Peterborough yeah, and that was probably it. and I was still
0: slumming
3: it with the uh with the AP rock. <laughs> wow shots fired
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i think uh i mean why don't we, we'll try and do our best too, to like maybe even direct questions like at <laughs> at like each of you and then we can start the banter back and forth but uh we'll start with crap crap walk us through how do you pick up lacrosse stick? how do you get into it growing up in oakville
5: <clears throat> so excuse me, I just got to clear my throat here, but, um, I actually didn't start playing, um, when I was living in Oakville, we moved, uh, we moved out west to Vancouver when I was like four or five, my dad transferred out there for work. So I lived out there from the time I was like, I think four years old, till so about seven or eight years old, we lived in uh, Maple Ridge and, uh, my old man was just like walking through the mall one day. So, you know, like, like they do now free lacrosse for, for paperweights or whatever. Uh, and he was like, yeah, free. It's, that's <laughs> the free <laughs> drill <yeah>. right in. <laughs> you even see the sport is uh, free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like we had no experience with it or anything, uh, before that. And then, um, yeah, once we started playing, I, I think I played every summer until I was like, I don't know, stopped playing, stopped playing senior ball a couple of years ago. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. Just kind of walking through the mall in Maple Ridge and it was so big out there minor, but, uh, yeah, so started out there and then, uh moved back when I was seven or eight and uh, started playing for the Oakville Hawks.
0: Unreal. I mean, and then Mackie, what, what, what's your kind of, what's your start?
3: Yeah. Similar. We, uh, we, I grew up in Oakville and played hockey. And um, I think it was like five or six had, finished hockey practice at Glen Abbey arena. And uh, Robbie McDougall, if you, you, you know, like the, there's the basketball courts in Glen Abbey arena there um would do free clinics and he was smart he would time it up to do it like right after you know the the uh the hockey practices and we were walking by one time it was actually my brother who's a couple years younger than me that wanted to go in he had a you know garbage can full of sticks that you could grab and those pink you know uh squishy lacrosse balls and people just banging the ball off the wall and that was that was pretty much it once we went in there and had a good time and we started playing you know, hockey in the winter and lacrosse every summer until it pretty much took over our lives and it was it was full time lacrosse when we got into high school but yeah that's that's how I started. That's unreal so that was just in the Glen Abbey parking lot well, not the parking lot but the the basketball courts. Yeah, yeah. So he would he would, and and you know when I talked to him you know later on in life and that was all very strategic. I mean you know Robbie it was very yeah, strategic, he's right? got a plan Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, oh, yeah, it's right when hockey practice came out. It's like eight o'clock Saturday morning, and then he had Moses this. He's going to get all the best athletes. And yeah, yeah. which he
1: did and just started an absolute wagon, wagon. of a minor. Yeah. Minor system program. Yeah, That's amazing.
3: Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of us, yeah, we, we wouldn't have been playing if it wasn't for him. So yeah, uh, it, it was a very, very strategic bio.
1: Now, when when do you guys remember? Like, so I didn't creep, I not I, I feel like I, I knew you lived west, but I can't remember. But uh what like give us your first impressions like when you come back to Oakville, you start playing minor. So do you guys start playing right away together when you move and then you're playing rep? uh
5: yeah so it would have been I remember moving in the winter and not being able to get on a hockey team when I was like seven or eight years old because we kind of moved in the middle of the hockey season so my dad got you know dialed in and ready to go with lacrosse right away we lived in Mississauga for a little bit but we moved to we were moving to Oakville that summer so um yeah we, we kind of just joined joined with the Oakville Hawks right away and I think it would have been my second year tyke that we would have, that I would have started in Oakville. Um, and the coach at the time was um, Jeff Grigg and, and Davey Johnson, Scotty Johnson's dad. So uh, he was kind of our first coach, of the, of the Oakville Hawks there. And I think we would always like for the first little while bounce between a B and a C team uh, until we got a little later down the road. But yeah, he was, uh, he was one of our many coaches that, uh, that we had in Oakville there for a while.
0: I think, uh, so let's, let's move kind of, I mean, again, there's a Bible of stories and like timeline I got here, but let's move on to that, uh, that founders cup team with, with the buzz. What, uh, you, what, what year would you guys, was that your guys' first year junior playing for the buzz then?
3: Yeah. Yeah, We we were were 16. 16. You
0: guys
2: were 16
3: and won the and won the, uh, founders. Yeah, yeah, it was the the year before the Buzz lost to Alora, uh, and that was when like you know like Eric Beattie was on the team yeah. and like Hendo. all those guys. Hendo, them, yeah, Hendo, uh, and then uh, they lost. That that was the the Alora team. They had like Dane Dobie and uh, Rooney, probably uh, Rooney. Yeah, yeah, it was, and they had like awesome atmosphere in their rink. And then the next year was our first year, so it's me, Creppy, and um a couple other guys that were rookies on that team with like you know Bobby DeBron and Danny Mac and Josh Smith so all of those like Brendan Thenhouse, a lot of 21 year old guys and we won that year so yeah, it was it was it was a crazy first junior experience for sure
0: and now crappy weren't you buzzing were you buzzing out the odor back then <laughs> oh yeah
5: yeah it was uh I was on the, the second power play for a little while, too. Peter
1: or crease, or are you running it?
5: Oh, I was I was creeped. crease. There, terrified until until Josh Smith nearly collapsed my trachea with a no look pass. I think that was <laughs> yeah, that was about it. But no, I played O I actually played O that whole season and yeah, I didn't play any D until uh like my second year junior with the Chiefs.
3: What was uh so given Sorry. That was, that was, that was all the way growing up too. Like Krep, Krep was yeah. our, our guy. Cause like our, our age group every, like every year that there was, you know, the split with, you know, uh, minor midget and midget, Krep would always get called up to Robbie McDougal's team that had, you know, all of the sick players, Johnny Tavares and Denny and all those guys. And, you know, we were always on the, on the C team, just, just slugging it out. So yeah, <laughs> Krep was always like, the next year when we got back on a team together it was like we need to go late in the game it's it's in crep stick he's burying it so yeah he was always our our old guy growing up my, the goal my scorer
0: still definitely peaked early though we <laughs> <be>. <laughs> hey i don't know we're we're gonna have to get into it sooner or later but i mean that's i'll never forget crep we're playing senior a crepy's Stand on the crease and he shoots it like he's swinging his nine iron and goes bar down on big fish Davy Drusio for a goal. So it was uh, Sunday in Kitchener no less, which is challenging enough. Oh, the biggest, the biggest <laughs> floor, the biggest floor for a Sunday game when just nobody wants to be there. <laughs> that, <laughs> was, that, was a nice drink. that was crazy. Oh my god. I mean, yeah. Anyways, there's even worse ones coming off Canada Day weekends going to Coburg for those those Sundays <laughs> or whatever. We're not. We're not fun, but so uh, did you guys only play? Did you play one year with the bus? Yep. Yeah, we yeah. So did, then you went we out. You go up there. to, uh, you go up to Burlington together. So when you guys get there, who are your who are your like group of twenty one year olds when you go to the Chiefs? I don't think we really
3: uh, Moose, uh, Kyle Matisse. Um, who else? O. Oh, you're asking
1: like,
5: who are the other guys our age. Well, or no, just like the other guys that would have been. Were the
3: veteran
1: guys? Yeah.
5: Oh, who were oh, the yeah. veteran guys? Well, it was it was pretty much all the guys that were left from playing with the Buzz the year before because, yeah, the guys that all stayed and played for the Buzz were were you know should have been junior A players, but because they lost the year before, they're like screw it, we're gonna play, you know, we're gonna play our twenty one year old years the Buzz, and then when we went up to the Chiefs next year, it was you know the majority of the team was uh, second year guys, third year guys, and then like maybe two or three, like fourth and fifth year guys. Like we had like, uh, Chris Downey was, I think in his fifth year, uh, did we have, I think maybe Brian Johnson was in his fifth year. Uh, but that was really it. We were like a really, really young team in Burlington for the first, for the first year. I mean, I guess even into that second year before we had, uh, you know, some pretty good playoff runs with like, the guys that were Danny's age so born in 88 and then the guys the next year that were our age born uh, born in 89.
0: I'm trying to think was so when you guys were when you guys moved in and it was you know you play all those years and then you get to your was it in Danny Max last year that the team was pretty good too because obviously your guys last year the team was good but what was the what was the team like your Danny Max last year Junior?
5: So that year we lost we Lost to Brampton in the semifinals, yeah. So we beat Peterborough in the first round. Um, I think we beat him in four or five games. Uh, and then we lost to Brampton, who
1: you You guys were just recently talking about that team. <laughs> Dude, that would hey, it, hey you gotta stop talking about that. We're gonna get <laughs> goddamn murdered. We've had like five guests in a row, and just keep bringing up that. Up it. Hey, I just told Dylan Evans on my door, we're taking a hiatus from Orangeville, and guess what? It just came right back up. He- Punching his steering wheel listen to this <laughs> yeah if
5: we didn't have to talk about Orangeville this whole podcast that'd actually be
0: great <laughs> <laughs> you be be careful somebody's gonna be showing up at your door we don't need uh, that's gonna actually that's gonna bring me my next question about that uh the playoff run when you guys were in your last year and suits decided it was a great opportunity to just jump mackie <laughs> what the hell was yeah. that
3: i i i heard i heard Suits's. uh yeah uh, give us your re- rendition i heard his uh recalling of the events honestly pretty accurate um okay. i just remember i remember i was on d and jeremy noble had the ball and i was covering him and then all of a sudden out of nowhere he just like stopped playing he just like stood up straight and i was like what the fuck is going on and i started slashing his stick and then i turned around and when I turned around, there was one glove over here and one glove over there, and I was like, "Oh shit, here we go!" And he, he, you know, suits suits like text me right after the game. It's like oh, no hard feelings, man. And yeah, we were we were literally roommates months later, so uh, it, was, it was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, those those that that run of uh, playoffs, we played uh, Saint Catharines the first round, and we I, th- I think we beat them in five games. At the end of the fifth game we got the, you know, tempers were, were flaring. And I remember Priolo, Priolo fought Ethan O'Connor. And, uh, and then like literally three games later, we're, we're in this game. Suits jumps me and OC jumps in to like save me in this. And so within like four games, he fought Priolo and Suter. And his his face was mangled for like, (laughs) like two weeks, but great guy saving my ass a couple of times.
0: I remember watching that um, the the kind of like little short clip of the playoffs, like there's like or like the video that was made. Uh, I think it was your brother's buddy that that put it together there. And dude, the, I mean the end of the St. Catharines series, Ocon legitimately gets like almost uppercutted and stuck in the rafters. He got buried like hit so hard, but and then you got like Joel Matthews parading around ripping off Scotty J's bucket and just uh, they did yeah they didn't go down without a fight, but. Um, yeah maybe maybe talk a little bit about that next series cuz it was uh i mean i was sitting in the crowd so i had a pretty good uh a pretty good view of it but it seemed like it could have gone either way in in any of those games
5: yeah we were i think in every single game i think they beat us in either four or five games but in every single game we had a lead going into the third period and uh yeah it just turned like turned into the jonesy show towards the end he was he was burying big goals the uh, The whole series, and we just couldn't get over the hump. It was tough. We bet like our Oakville team versus Orangeville team was a battle our whole life. So it was like, oh, you know, such an important big series, and fuck, we just couldn't (laughs) couldn't get them. And of course, they go on. I think that was the year they ended up losing to Coquitlam, but I mean, they had already, you know, they had already gone and, and won Minto. So yeah, that was tough. But obviously, a really good team with a bunch of guys
1: that went on to to play pro but yeah we were we were right there for sure how do you this is this is so off topic but how do you let Gillies get to Orangeville a guy you grow <laughs> up with how does he get to Orangeville how do you let him leave
3: I, I don't even know the origins of that story but yeah he played he played uh, that year with the buzz when they lost to Alora and then his next year he he left and went to play in Orangeville I don't, I don't really know much behind why huh. I don't
5: know the exact details either, but there's yeah, there's something going on there. With there's that. tampering
3: going yeah. on for sure, and, and and then Brad went too, definitely tampering. Yeah. After Brad went,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we. I was telling Crep before you guys hopped on. I was with uh, I was with Sean on Saturday and. Let me tell you, he is not pleased with Brad for giving Creppy full credit for Brad <laughs> going to RIT.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. I could see that really that really story. hurting him. But you guys pumped his tires on his races. Like not a lot of people know those stories. He, now the world does. I mean, yeah. I'm he's very it. proud of his I'm races. Yeah
5: unfortunately he beat you should have texted
3: up. me before that too lomas because i had some good video of one of the Crep and uh and uh gillies races is that my oh, place he, here in boston yeah it, he smoked it that. honestly the video is really good he's it wasn't even close it was <laughs> it was a blowout yeah so Crep okay. used to be an offensive superstar used to be fast <laughs>
0: now now what are we left with? crappy valleys over here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny but uh so i mean you guys obviously during the during your your careers is when because mackie you where did you start at school
3: uh gordon college school in massachusetts
0: okay so and then you you transferred to rit to be back with the boys gordon wasn't for
4: you
3: yeah yeah i transferred after my uh for my junior year yeah I, i went there it was um like remember the turkey shoot back in the day Yep. And that was like the the very beginning of Edge. I think Creppy and I were on like that first Edge team. So it's two thousand and six that Stewie Brown put it together and brought us down there. And I, I think the coach at Gordon sent a letter to every single person on our team. And I was the I was the guy who answered. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, scholarship school in the States. And I remember our first game. Was a like a preseason game, and we played Tufts, who's a really great D three school. This was D three team, and lost like twenty five to five in that preseason scrimmage. And I had all five goals. This is my first year as like a a freshman. I was like, oh, this this is not going to be this is not going to be it. (laughs) No, but I saw I I had met some great people there and and enjoyed my time. And then after my sophomore year, I I transferred to RIT and reconnected with the fellows there with Danny Mac and you now. Yeah.
1: Crappy. You went, you went right to RIT. Were you the only guy that went right to RIT you and Shawnee, you and Gilda. Well,
5: I actually took a year off after high school. So I didn't go until, so like Mackey coming in his, you said it was your junior year Mackey or your sophomore year? Junior year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah My junior year. Well, I was only a sophomore then. So I still had, uh, uh, one more year eligibility, but uh, yeah, I took a year off. And then, uh, yeah, went to went to RIT after that that
1: uh, that fall. So at one at one point though, it's Gillies, Crappy, Mackie, Danny Mac, right? Anyone else from yeah. Oakville in that? You guys were all there at one point though, right? Uh,
5: Elliot Coburn would have been a freshman there. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's
4: it. Yeah, that would have
5: been five. Yeah. And then it was like every other year after that, there'd be one or two. As soon as Wilkie got there, it was like the, the pipeline and uh, yeah, Oakville, Burlington, GTA guys, all the Canada guys just started rolling in. And now it got to a point where I think it was close to like 50, 50 or, you know, at least not 30, 40% Canadian guys going to RIT, which is makes for a good time for sure.
0: So I've got some. Uh, I've been given some kind of intel, story-wise, and the, I mean, I've had to kind of pluck out quite a, almost seventy-five percent of them. But so you guys, <laughs> you guys lived across the street from each other, is that right? When you were at when you, Mackie came to RIT, yeah, yep. Alfie
2: Lane,
0: Alfie yep. Lane, and what? I mean, I just got a note that just said, ask them about the pellet gun fights. Oh, airsoft, airsoft
1: not full pellet
0: so what happened what was this what like the boys just decided declared war on each other or what
5: well yeah go ahead <laughs> well we pretty much just like bored one saturday in the fall because like division three is, is different than d1 so you only got to do in the fall you only can do i think 16 practices right which was awesome yeah. right you bang them out four weekends and then you kind of have a lot more free time than you would in in division one so um for the most of us you know our academics weren't exactly challenging us so we got a lot of free free time <laughs> hanging out so one of the one of the hobbies we picked up was uh you know these these airsoft rifles from from dick sporting goods um and it was like we had an arsenal of like there was like a like an 8k 47 a shotgun the guns <laughs> <laughs> yeah we just pretty much used to have these these battles but uh it, it got these things like- are yeah, yeah, they were, were like, powerful. The houses, like,
3: yeah, yeah. from my bedroom, I could hit their front door. Like, that's how <laughs> strong this thing was. You know you had the bazooka one. There was an oh yes. Yeah. Suits, bazooka. suits went. Suits and I lived together with a an American guy, Mike Brilla, and suits when he went to buy his he he didn't spare a cent. Like we had we were kitted out, and then like randomly on on random days we just like you know, storm through their back door and light them all up while they're on the couch. And so, yeah. Didn't, they, um,
5: wasn't Barilla doing like target practice out in the backyard <laughs> and, and there had been like police uh, yeah. complaints and, and their front door was open and the cop just walked right, right through the front door, right to the backyard. And he's laying down like a, with like an M-16 sniper.
0: <laughs> the guy's like, hey, what are you doing back here?"
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. We had to stop <laughs> using those after a couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, did anybody like get? Did anybody get hurt or anything like that doing that? We would always wear sunglasses, so you <laughs>
5: oh,
1: Okay, I was just gonna ask, did you throw on the old goggles, so the clear goggles? At least you threw sunglasses. So you look cool while you're doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I gas can did the trick. <laughs> you still, you still wear the same pair now. <laughs>
3: uh, those are his golf sunglasses. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man, so I think uh, I mean. Another part that when I when I came to visit, I don't think it was really a, a thing anymore. I don't know if it had closed or what, but maybe walk us through what the whole setup was like at uh, that TC Riley's bar for for
3: the boys when you're at RIT. Uh, it was it, that was our that was our local spot, and um, it it was great. Like you know, good local bar. They were pretty pretty lax with the Canadian IDs, so we usually got in there um it it really got dangerous when they started accepting our our like school dollars so like your parents would load up your car they were called tiger bucks and you could start to use them at this bar (laughs) so we would fly through those things like oh yeah they were they were like textbooks and like your meals and stuff no i never used there and then it really got out of hand when gillies started working there he started as like a as like a bar back and then quickly got promoted to bartender so we'd go in there on like a sunday afternoon to watch football we'd be there for like four or five hours and he'd give you a bill for like eight bucks so uh yeah it was just it was our place danny mack ended up getting a job there working as a bartender it was just like every saturday after the game that's that's where you could find us pretty much on the weekends
5: the owner the owner dave Bunce was his name was like a big supporter of lacrosse team and like of course he loved you know, love Gillies, love Mac. So they always, they set us up well there. But yeah, like our parents would always go there post game and stuff like that. And it was definitely the uh, the hangout spot. I don't think it's around anymore, though. No, no. no. Really they, uh, that,
3: yeah, they, they cease to exist these days. But you guys, you guys drank him out of business on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. The owner, yeah. the
1: owner loved Gillies and uh, Mackey until they saw the liquor count at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Something's not not enough here. Yeah, exactly. And then your parents are coming in, and you're double dip, and you're buying your parents drinks. Hey, I got the drink on you. <laughs> <laughs> Literally,
0: they know yeah, they're. That was the for kiss it. of death. Yeah, that <laughs> was the kiss of death. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're we still working through the list here. So then we got. What tell us about walk us through this kind of whole setup of this uh, Canadian beer pong tournament that went on. I don't know if you are Canadian Invitational or something like that. I don't know if that's what was passed along.
5: Oh, we would just have a, we would have a pawn tourney at either our house or Mackie's house fair. I think the two years that we
3: lived at Alfie uh yeah, that was it it's was
0: just a regular old pong tournament that's yeah who's giving pong. you who's
3: giving you these stories <laughs> great, story. I can't. Hey, great I, stories I mean, nice yeah. intel man that's,
0: that's a, a huge shout showdown you could have
3: you could have pretty much asked that question to anyone that's been any, on here any guy guy yeah. 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 yeah yeah he, he, to he used to school? play this <laughs> drinking <laughs> game called
1: beer pong <laughs> tell <laughs> me about this right. new drinking game i've never heard of
0: that's actually that's a great part the brand here yeah yeah we're gonna cut that Donnie. um but that gives me a great time. Actually, is a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a tangent. Doesn't Gillies think he invented beer pong? No, he doesn't think he invented it. He thinks
5: he brought it to Oakville. Like he was like the first guy to ever play it.
1: <laughs> it's just crazy, right? Outrageous.
0: That's so. That's unbelievable. Like give me oh, give yeah, me the year market. he thinks
1: he brought it in what year does he think he's like i was
5: at a party at the howard sisters house
3: and, um, <laughs> what pre- a name school. drop what a yeah, name drop
2: from
5: prep school and they had never played this game before and it's like it's like you know the seas parted and he he showed them beer pong. <laughs> i don't
0: know <laughs>
3: unbelievable for um, he gets he gets a lot of shine on this podcast
0: he do, and you know real. what he's like yeah. he, he loves it. He it was.
3: Uh, it he, was like- he'll be a great. He'll be a great episode one day when you get him. I, on I said I want
1: to bring him on like reoccurring. Just like give him a ten-minute segment. Just give oh, me okay. one crazy story. Then he's out, and we oh, just kind yeah, of that, bring that's him in for- the battle. is, like oh
0: yeah, I was working on, on Saturday. Story out of him. Yeah, that's it. Like he starts telling a story, and then there's legitimately 17 stories in the book because <laughs> one word he says reminds him of every other story. But it's uh, yeah.
1: Choose your own adventure, R.L. Stein. <laughs> yeah.
2: we're gonna
5: have he to make recall, him like our Larry he Flowers. He recall stories better than anyone I've ever met. Which is just incredible. Yeah, he's right. a savant when it comes to like remembering nights out,
1: <laughs> which is unbelievable considering how banged up he gets, which is amazing. <laughs>
0: um all right so now we're moving into hopefully this one lands a little better than the last one apparently you guys had quite the weekend surprise of mackie for his 27th birthday in boston that's what i need i need that weekend let's walk through that one get
1: him back to even here boys
0: get him back to even come on the people are needing it it was a great weekend an all-time
5: weekend um M set it up for mackie's yeah you said 27th birthday so uh who was the crew? Me, Gil, and Gray, and then Whitey came down. Uh, Whitey lived in Maine, so he was just driving down. But it was pretty much like, you know, the eight of us sleeping in Mackie's, you know, was it two-bedroom or one-bedroom apartment? One-bedroom. One, one one-bedroom. <laughs> Charlestown?
3: Are you
1: in Charlestown at this point? Charlestown, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah.
5: So that is the same weekend But Gil beat me in the race, but, uh, yeah, it's a blast. We had like, you know, we were used to living every summer together, hanging out, seeing each other a lot. So there's, you know, there's some separation anxiety there. So it's good to get back to Mackie in the, uh, in the fall and we had a blast. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a great city. I think we, uh, I don't know, we did all kinds of stuff. Like we went to that dueling piano bar. What was that called, Mackie?
3: Yeah, uh, I forget the name of that place. We we did we did go to uh, Fenway one day, uh, like the area, which is right, obviously right by Fenway Park, and uh, there was a there was a Red Sox game on. So like over there at that, anytime there's a game on, it's it's Bananas. packed. All the bars are packed. Yeah. So we're playing we play this game called Bush, where it's you know a drinky game. You lose the there's a punishment if you lose. And so someone came up with the punishment they were going to make. Whoever lost had to go and start a Let's Go Blue Jays chant right in the middle of this bar. Danny Mack lost. I thought he was going to get jumped immediately. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> he, he leaned into it, too. He started, like, doing an overhead clap and really screaming. But, uh, yeah, it was it was definitely a good weekend. Good surprise. I think we capped it off with the reggae brunch, too, that you guys were talking about.
5: That's yeah, a nice
3: – yeah, West End Johnny's is a nice a little – yeah, yeah. I learned.
2: Awesome. Oh, got the I, spot on I, the I learned.
3: I learned about the reggae brunch from from the Dawson Bros back in the day. That was their that was their Sunday spot when they lived here. Yeah. If I'm not remembered for anything in this league, I want to be remembered
1: for launching West End Johnny's. That's all I want to be remembered for. <laughs> <laughs> you guys had an awesome setup when you were there.
3: Yeah, Dude, the I'm, downstairs. I'm down, yeah.
1: yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. It, like I said it, and maybe said it in the Rosie podcast, but yeah, we were at this. The other bar, and then they just like kicked us to the curb, essentially. And then Johnny welcomed, them, and it was like empty. And then it just slowly like I don't think it's yeah. because of us, but it just and now it's like. It sounds but like
3: bringing beer pongo. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Friday, Friday, and Saturday, you walk by there. There's a line at like eight o'clock, like halfway down the street. Yeah. It's always it's always packed. Yeah.
0: All
3: right. Well, let's maybe let's
0: maybe try to dial back, maybe a little more lacrosse talk. So. <laughs> timelines are off but you guys both get drafted to minnesota was it the same year
3: no i was one year ahead
1: 2011 or so 12, you graduated 12. first because crap you took that year off is that what happened okay yeah just yeah, so we get to, keeping the listeners up to speed here because i don't yeah, even know let's check in i nice can kidding. barely i can
2: barely <laughs>
0: track but uh so did you guys Mac, mackie did you live there your first year then in minnesota
3: uh yeah yep so it was and like i lived Swiss- after yeah creppy creppy yeah. and shane jackson came the year after yeah i was there with like Benesh uh Suter, corbin tau um a bunch of guys my first year and then we had i think we had 13 or 14 of us that lived in minnesota creppy's rookie year yeah
0: and that was the bo- that was the birth of the legion
3: yeah, that was our room. That was uh, me, Suits, and Corbin, and we we were the ones with the pool table and uh, and the uh, yeah. So it was it was, you know, it was nice. It's nice to host every night, but it was a disaster. Like full time, we had all these apartments stacked on each other, and then eventually the next year I, I moved back and Creppy and Shay and stayed. So after games, we got to go screw up their apartment, which was nice. Nice uh, come back after a year of of using all of our shit. So.
0: That's uh, I was looking, I was trying to find um, like a picture of you guys to use for this podcast, and I was looking through Mackie's Instagram, dude. There are some all time photos of Shane or and Crep's Instagram too. Old, like your old Instagrams of Shane Jackson, like Crep. I actually I burst out, and this is again a tangent. What you the one you posted of Shainer with the with the fucking umpire mask on and just put hashtag (laughs) change the cage. (laughs) (laughs) That was when we were living
5: out west together in uh, in Langley. Shane and I played. We lived actually. Oh my god, our house was like me, Shainer, Mark Matthews, Johnny Lint, Scotty Johnson, all in one house. And me and Jonesy shared a room together, like dorm room style.
3: Uh, Beds.
0: Yeah.
3: (laughs) One bed. Those those two are, yeah. Crep and Shane is a dangerous combo. They were they were road road roomies long, long every
5: year. Roommates Shane and I. Yeah. That was this, that first year in Minnesota. Yeah, it was the start of our as a ten years as, as roommates. So, I I feel uh,
3: like I feel like I have to tell this story about your first game in in Colorado. You and Shane, as roommates. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So we my. Prep's rookie year, my second year, we had a lot of like vets on the team. So, you know, we had like uh, Gilby, Jeff Gilbert, Andrew Watt, Benny, Callum, uh, you know, at that point suits was like only in his third year, but you know, he was, he was captain of the team. So definitely carried that, vet card and we play in Colorado. Uh, we, we go out after the game, obviously have a good night. And uh, the next morning we all had flights right around the same time. Cause we were, you know, we, we had the Minnesota guys and the Toronto guys, we were only flying to two places. So we take a, we're taking a bus to the airport, you know, in Colorado, the airport's like 45 so minutes. Far. Away. Yeah, yeah. So far. Yeah. So the whole team is on the bus except Creppy and Shane. It's like five minutes goes by nothing. And then another five minutes goes by crickets, not answering, trying to, trying to call the room, nothing. Another 10 minutes goes by guys on the bus are losing their minds. Like, let's fucking leave what are we doing here this is bullshit so they eventually come probably like 25 minutes after the bus was supposed to leave crep comes on first and like slinks into like the second chair at the front of the bus like this doesn't <laughs> want any of the heat
2: <laughs> yeah, full suit, still. Still yeah
3: full suit shaner shaner like obviously didn't pack he just had his clothes like in a ball <laughs> in his hands and <laughs> walks. right. This is his second game. Walks right on the bus. He's like, oh, what's up, boys? How are we doing out there? And just like <laughs> goes and high-fiving guys as he gets to the back. I, I thought they were done after that game, but uh, it was a great start to their career. First road game, just couldn't hang. I think
5: I, I, think I roomed with David Earl the next weekend.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they got split up, yeah. <laughs> That's all cool time.
1: Out
5: make that mistake once though I don't think I missed I think I only missed maybe one other flight my whole career. Bad rough start but recovered well.
1: (laughs) It's a good hey it's a good learning good learning uh teaching point for all the rookies out there. (laughs) Oh yeah for sure. So I called so I started this podcast to hear missing travel stories.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What uh so maybe we'll let's just I mean we'll fast forward it again we've already had you for 40 minutes and we've done almost no lacrosse talk but <laughs> well, fast forward to, you know, 20, was, was it what year 2017 was the year you guys won?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So what was, yeah. maybe walk us through that year. Like, does it, you know, just, was it a buildup of a, you know, a long time guys playing together and then, you know, kind of getting some, some big pieces that year and everyone playing well, or what was, what was the difference that year?
3: Go ahead, Kirby.
5: Um, yeah. So we had obviously had a pretty good team. For a couple of years and, you know, we had our, we had our core there and then we had built. Can I, really well. Sorry.
1: I'm going to cut you off here. Crap. Yeah. I just want to Mackie, when you can continue on. Sorry. When did you become the captain of the swarm? Uh,
3: my full fifth year. So the first year in Georgia. So, so five, five or six years ago. Yeah. From suits to who then to you. So when suits got traded, um, that was in the middle of the season. And then we went, uh, with, I think Callum was our like interim or like yeah. he, he did the rest of the year. And then the next year we moved to Georgia and that's when I got the, okay. the cap. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Okay. Continue crappy. Sorry, buddy.
5: Uh, yeah. Where was I? Yeah. So we had built, you know, we had had a lot of good young players Like our the one draft we had, we picked up like, uh, Lyle was the one year. And then the next year it was like Randy, uh, Kinger, uh Tutsi Colsey Sellers and that like really I think helped solidify the core guys that that John had uh John had already brought in we had had that uh with the team for a while and then our two big free agent pickups that year were um Halsey and Pooley who were just you know obviously Pooley phenomenal goalie veteran guy been around the league forever and just like you know, Halsey, same thing, fit right into the offense, but like the two best locker room guys you could probably ever have brought into a team, right? They were just awesome. Um, And then, yeah, we just kind of, you know, went from there. I I think we had maybe a bit of a rougher start. Like we didn't come out on fire. I'd have to look back and see every games, but um, you know, once we got rolling, we were
3: definitely rolling kind of
5: mid season and, and into the playoffs
3: yeah we our first couple of years in minnesota was like really up and down we had we had some pretty pretty bad seasons and that was when like you know john our owner really started to like kind of plan for the future for sure like you know started you know stockpiling a lot of first round picks and after that you know we brought in like matisse that team we had like matisse miles thompson lyle thompson randy stats kinger uh shaner crepey uh then we had like tut and colsey and then that was that was the first year in like all my time with the swarm that we actually like were pretty active in the free agency market and we got halsey and pooley and so yeah it was just kind of a culmination of all those picks like growing into themselves and then bringing in a couple of right veteran guys at the end to put us over the top and yeah i mean we obviously we, we got lucky in the, in the second game with with how the you know the events unfolded and kind of a lucky bounce for us but it was a, uh, it was a pretty, pretty awesome experience that year.
0: Were you guys on, were you guys, were either you on the floor when that happened?
3: Yeah, I was, I was like deep in our end. Um, uh And then, yeah, I, I, I blacked out. I don't, yeah, it was just kind of, I, I remember, I remember, um, I remember Lyle missing and then I, and then, you know, Joel, Joel ended up scoring, but it was, it was nuts. Yeah. I mean, at that point you're like, Oh, this thing is, this thing's probably over. There's like 15 seconds left. So
5: yeah. Jeremy Thompson made like a legit save with his head. Like, like a kick save. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> crazy. yeah.
0: And then, I mean, so you guys win celebration on the floor and we, we talked about this. I think we talked about it with Pooley a little bit. Um, but you're obviously on the road, right? And you're, so you just get like the kind of ballroom and like families come in and you guys are just flooring it together. Is that kind of how the whole thing went?
3: Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we were in Sask when we won. So we just, yeah, we had a lot of family and friends out there and we just yeah did the ballroom thing. And then eventually uh, John brought the whole team down to Orlando for a weekend for like a team trip. After we won, we went, what was that golf course called Kirby? Like a real nice golf Bay course. Hill. Bay Hill. Like took know, golfing, yeah, it was unreal. Like, you know, we all went golfing, had like a golf tournament, golf weekend, stayed at this n- nice hotel. And so yeah, we we uh we stretched the celebration out for sure. Did you guys get days with the cups? Or like
1: I know I know there's not like officially days of the cups. You can just ask the next guy, hey man, if I have it for a bit.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, it was yeah.
3: it
1: was the the old cup then, which is like not which is easy. better
3: the og yeah. Yeah. yeah it's huge it's possible
5: yeah. to carry around you gotta like you have it in your car you can't have anything else in the car really.
1: <laughs> yeah and the best thing yeah. is it's is just you have it in the car no equipment no nothing it's just the cup <laughs> is in the car just yeah. bare bones in the back just hanging out yeah. so,
3: so you, you guys, guys did get it though yeah i
1: got it yeah. we had a big party in the backyard
3: yeah. It was like it, a evil- it,
5: everybody my dad could invite came over you know family yeah. friends little coaches and it was yeah it was awesome it,
3: it made its way to my wedding I, I don't know how i honestly didn't have it then but it made its way to my wedding and like there's pictures of like my wife drinking out of it because it, we got married like a couple months after we won and uh yeah it was a big hit at the wedding to just chugging all the beers out of but yeah we, we all got a date with it that's crepe's,
0: actually so awesome we brought crepes, uh, when creppy had it we i was over there too we ended up uh we ended up bringing it to emma's back porch rest in
3: peace uh, we, yeah. rest in peace rest in peace <laughs>
0: cup?
5: no 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 an
0: ll cup what do you mean yeah yeah same thing i think i actually i <laughs> sent him an email <laughs> I, <was> like, yeah, <laughs> I said i said it was in line with it <laughs> it's
3: made of, it's made of real mahogany that yeah. yeah yeah it was
5: it was a blast though it was a lot of fun we had a great
1: day when uh,
5: oh.
0: when i yeah it was remember they wouldn't let us like drink out of it we had to do like four straws connect it and then like put it in the top <laughs> or something
5: it <Emma laughs> was, wasn't a day day at that point it was definitely more on a day day when we were uh we were in junior they tightened up on a lot of rules there yeah well um, oh, they, yeah. they
0: started doing last call at eleven thirty, and then yeah. get lost everyone. their way yeah 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 <laughs> um i'm trying to think what do we got next here um I think maybe we, maybe we dive a little bit into, uh, I don't know which part where we want to start here, but Kreppi's uh, big bachelor party down in Scottsdale, Arizona. So, well, I mean, I can't even remember. What's the roster, guys? We need to list off the roster that was there. I, got, I was trying to look at photos today.
5: It was a good crew. So it was, uh, well, the three of us, uh, my brothers, Kelsey's brother, the Watts brothers. <laughs> oh.
3: uh, <laughs> wild cards. Yeah.
5: <laughs> Those are the two wild cards for sure. And then it was like Danny Mac, uh, Sean and Brad, uh, Shaner, Colsey, Ranny, uh, Nobbs.
1: Uh, if I missed anyone, they're gonna be pissed. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know, you miss, and I love it. Whitey, did Whitey show up? Oh.
3: <laughs> oh. Love that. that's happen to so oh. <laughs> You know, he's he's gonna give us give you a hard time for that. Yeah,
5: oh, I wasn't even finished yet. I don't know. I don't know what <laughs> yeah.
2: <What was>
5: <laughs> but yeah, uh, honest, that house was really cool. We stayed at. The boys did a uh, quite the job setting it up. I was really happy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, was happy. I was happy race. too until, until Creppy walked in front of me right beside the pool. And I mean, you just assume a guy's by a pool in his bathing suit and I just shove him right in, work phone in his pocket. He tries to, <laughs> he tries to throw it out of the pool as he's going down and he just basically drowns the phone. I'd put it in some, I think we put it in some spicy rice for the rest of the weekend. <laughs> and it's, nice. it's a damn shame didn't work again. So that was an expensive, uh, expensive trip for me there's being hung over at your bachelor party and then
5: being hung over at your bachelor party with no phone can't get it
3: <laughs> <that. laughs> it was anxiety yeah
0: yeah but what a, i mean we what a day at the w to start it off that was that was a that was a blast
3: it's a good time
0: yeah i think, I think- Mackie ended up putting his card down for that probably
3: that was that was one of the worst decisions i've ever made in my life <laughs> I was I was right in the middle of buying buying my apartment, so I was like, you know, like nervous about like you know going through all the credit checks and all the stuff to get the mortgage, and I put my card down. I, at some point, I don't know when, but Watsy, older Watsy, would just lighten it up, just continuing the order and coming. Like I was like, all right, we got well, this. Is how much we're spending? No, no, no. It, it was like double what, what we thought it was gonna be, but it was a hell of a good time. Yeah, it was worth it. Yeah, like I, I didn't realize that until like eight months later though, because I was terrified the whole next day.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, and then we had I remember everyone kind of like scattered out of there on their own, and then I I went to leave and I had like two different flip flops, and I'm walking <laughs> I'm walking down the street with uh, friend of the podcast Wormsy, their crep's brother, and we do one of the most legendary war- run-ins, and I, I don't we'll have to see if we can find that video again, but we run into Marquette King on the side of the road. And the punter, Paul, you know, remember the punter for like the Raiders or something? And he was like, he's a really outgoing guy. But we we, we ran into him and it was just that he tried to do a video and act like it was a photo. It was just an absolute shit show. But what a trip. Nick
5: would recognize literally any player in the NFL on the street too. He's, really? he's to, his, to his Sunday in his football.
1: Did you guys <laughs> golf down there? Or just so straight
5: went, pool Kelsey's grandparents were there. So I golfed. I actually golfed the day the guys all got there. So, like, my, and we, you got to golf super early there because, of course, we it's went so to, hot, yeah. you know, Arizona in the middle of the July. as like, you know, 100 degrees. So I golfed at like 6 a.m. and then had lunch. And then the guys started showing up at like, you know, one or two o'clock in the afternoon. So no nap, just there. straight flooring <laughs> it, eh? First, first day was a long day. I was I was babbling the rest
1: of the weekend to, to get
5: back. Yeah. yeah, I played one round of golf on was sweet lookout point, I think it was called. Of course. It oh, that's sick.
1: i I might be going down there in, in a couple of weeks, but that's nearly here there. But Mackie, I just quickly just re- we'll take her off-road here. You and Whitey had a joint bachelor party, did you not?
3: Yeah, yeah. We we had ours in Cancun. Whitey upstreamed me on his wedding. Uh <laughs> So I, I proposed to Emily, we, we booked the dates, everything. Right. And we, we had in, in his defense, we were engaged for like a year and a half. Yeah. And then Whitey proposes after me and then he's, he knows my date, everything. And he's like, Hey, we we picked our date and it was like literally three weeks before my wedding. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you've seen that if you've seen the, the, the uh Seinfeld episode where they upstream them in the in the cabs in New York City that's what we kept <laughs> saying to them and all of our wedding parties there was like maybe one or two people that were different like obviously crepus was in it yeah. Danny Mac Gill so we decided yeah, to do I a joint just one
5: for our weddings actually
3: yeah so we decided to do a joint one and we went to Cancun all-inclusive we tried to keep the cost down so it was like a three-star resort the food was awful it was terrible (laughs) but we had a great a great time down there it was uh it was like 22 of us at that one so it was yeah uh, it's a demo crew yeah i remember uh just like to bring it back
1: to shano i remember because i didn't really like i guess you would would you've been early like in your guys career kind of know like in the nll like whatever Uh,
5: yeah
2: yeah exactly like five or six yeah
1: yeah so then uh I just remember like talking to Whitey after and just be like, you know, give me some stories. And I'm like, who was, you know, who was the MVP of, of, of the week? And he's like, dude, you got to see this Shane Jackson guy. He is such a beauty. He's like all he ever drank was strawberry daiquiri. So this guy had a red mouth for four days,
4: just <laughs> never didn't
3: have a strawberry daiquiri in his hand. I was just you you couldn't find a picture of like at the end of the weekend where he didn't have two strawberry yeah. daiquiris. And there was pictures like eight in the morning. And him in the pool, like he would, he wouldn't get out of the pool, and just two strawberry daiquiris the whole trip. It was incredible, and he would last the whole day. It was amazing.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. So funny. Well, and speaking of him, Creppy, what the hell happened with his suit at your wedding? Oh,
5: no. <laughs> <So. laughs> So my, we, like I said, we, me and Mackie used the same suits for our wedding because I wanted to use a Navy suit. He already had the Navy suit. and There was like five people overlapping. Love so
1: that play. Of, did it with, like did it with my boys too. What a play. Great play. Genius. Throw, yeah.
5: throw that extra cash you're going to spend on the suit in the, in the envelope.
2: We're good. But <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs>
5: so we had the same suits. So my brother wasn't in Mackie's wedding party, so he had to buy a suit. Everybody managed to get the same one, but for whatever reason, Eric bought like the wrong model or the wrong color of suit. His was like shiny navy, very different looking than <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the suits. So we're all getting ready. The, the ceremony's at like two o'clock and uh, Eric walks in with his suit and like looks around and realizes his suit is different from everybody's. Um, But of course, he's the best man, and he's going to be standing beside me, so he can't be the guy, <laughs> you know, wearing the the uh, the silver or like the shiny suit, right? <laughs> but him and Channer, like we matched up everybody. Chainer was wearing like flood pants for half the ceremony, but him, and <laughs> him and also what we'll gets forgotten in that, Danny Mac just completely forgot his suit altogether, but it was completely overshadowed by Eric hey, <laughs> having it, the different.
3: It's-
2: yeah gary Gary had to
3: wheel it (laughs) up yeah like like speed all the way up there because then mccray didn't even bring his suit for the wedding all of our weddings we've had just a disaster on the day of at some point my Um, wedding crep crep and Gil got in a little tiff the night before my (laughs) wedding
4: (laughs) that result
3: that resulted in a legit black eye for sean (laughs) and he was in my wedding we were painting his face with makeup so Emily wouldn't notice. Which
1: he would have loved though. Hey, he's
3: just like, <laughs> he had we probably brought up his own back. makeup kit. Like, hey, oh, you guys need some blush on here. Some blush.
2: <laughs> it did him a favor.
3: <laughs> yeah. Then there was that at Al's. I forget what happened at Whitey's, but something happened there too. Just donkeys got, the day of. Yeah.
0: I got absolutely hosed at Creppy's. And like, we took it, we were at the Rock Mansion. And we all took an Uber together and we all put our money in one card and I left the card in the Uber. So I had to pay for everybody twice for them oh. for the wedding gift. So that was it. The guy, the Uber driver's like, nope, no envelope here. I'm like, you fucking son of
3: a bitch. Oh. Was <laughs> so the I'm, amount the second time the same as the first? Or I'm
0: pretty sure the second big time. A little haircut. I- I gave him. I gave him more, but it was it was in gift cards. It was in restaurant gift
1: cards. Amazon gift
5: cards. I
0: think they
1: were Canadian Tire gift cards.
5: Yeah, I literally <laughs> gave him yeah.
0: money for his wedding. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Just thought, but, just
5: thought that was.
0: Yeah. What? Uh, okay. Let's move. Let's move into uh, most recently in Tigerland, the national national title there. Where did you guys? Where did you guys watch it?
3: um I was at training camp for PLL training camp so Eli Salama who was on the chrome with me plays for the Roughnecks uh went to RIT and him and I were watching the game in the locker room and losing our mind it was a crazy game I think Al had a you guys had a party in Oakville right
5: yeah so um MJ Keek about um lives like a couple blocks away from me we all live pretty close now between water Waterdown, down uh dundas and kind of oakville burlington area there's a big crew of us that live around here and um so Keeks got the smoker going got the grill going and we had a yeah pretty much a full day there we kind of had to keep it a little bit quiet because i think there was still restrictions kind of may right there was like yeah. some restrictions so um all blended together yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah we we had a big crew there and it was just like the most stressful two hours of all, all of our lives watching that game oh my god it was crazy but anyone
1: shed both- tears
5: oh we were all crying of course i, I love it
2: <laughs> it's so legendary
5: <laughs> so like bucky bucky and brownie uh they they both live really close too and they came over to like you know watch the game and have some food and like they must've thought we were absolutely psycho because there was like a full-on <laughs> dog pile when they scored no team. Bucky, were not- Bucky, was in the wa- Bucky was in the washroom or had like one foot in the washroom when he, wa- when we were, uh, when they scored the game time goal. So we had to stand in the washroom the rest of the game. Like <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure someone hit my brother on the head with a pillow. Like when they were scored, <laughs> it, was out, so. it was a crazy, crazy day, but we had such a good time. It was so good to see them, uh,
0: Finally, get rewarded for for making the finals and, and having so many good seasons. Too good. I don't know. I'm trying to think. What else? Like, is there is there so, anything else you guys want to touch on before we kind of let you guys go?
5: Well, I guess we did play this weekend, right? Finally, against each other. Oh,
3: yeah,
5: what
0: was that wow. like? You wants wow. <laughs> want to bring that
3: up? What a dirtbag! Right. Of all the things to bring up.
0: Oh so well, wow. we gotta. I mean. Matt Rambo almost got fucking killed by by Pauly Day, that's for sure. That was amazing. Oh,
3: oh yeah, I, I forgot, forgot about that. Matt
0: just one on me. Thank God he was in the crease. Yeah.
3: That was, uh, I, it that was painful. I I it like it wasn't even close. And then they, they reviewed it like 10 times and I was I was just getting lit up on our bench about how bad my my vertical was. It was <laughs> like I, I barely got off the ground. I really oh, wanted that one too yeah 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 not even close to a goal <laughs> yeah
0: and he didn't he challenge it too was it a challenge play
3: yeah to be fair i wasn't running off doing the the motion like uh i was yeah. like I, I don't know but uh, i guess someone's thought thought it was going to be good it w- it was not yeah
5: it was it was a good obviously a good game though like the whole the whole eastern conference this year is going to be so tight yeah crazy it's,
0: all it's a
1: side show, side show. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Wait, but I mean, more importantly, sure, you guys, you know, played each other, but then the game was over two 30. You're in Philly with basically a full day ahead of you. Was it a good day or what do we, and and there was an Eagles game. Do we have a good day? Oh, we're, we're still pretty low key. Every,
5: everybody's keeping her, keeping her pretty tight with, with COVID and everything. I think we were, we were able to do like go to the parking lot and kind of hang outside, which was good. So at six feet distance. Yeah, yeah
0: you're clean there. You're outside. You're within your boat. You know, within your yeah. bubble, kind of Three masks on with a straw going yeah. through the
3: middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we we've been we we were back out uh, that night. Just yeah, same deal. Trying to trying to keep everyone in the lineup every week. It's freaking. It's been tough with uh with all of the shit. So yeah, trying to trying to keep it low key until all this stuff passes.
0: Yeah, no doubt. So what's uh what's next for the boys? What's on the horizon? Just working away, kind of obviously just kind of working through the season, trying to stay healthy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We uh, yeah. Go ahead, Al.
5: we actually did another noon game this week for Albany, So we're playing at twelve o'clock. Um but uh yeah, I'm kinda I'm kinda liking these noon games. It's good to just get in there, eliminate the the shoot around, eliminate the nap and just get right at it at, at high noon. I think we're on ESPN again, which
1: is, which is sweet. I
0: was, uh, Go ahead, Paul.
1: No, ahead. I was just saying, I was just going to say, how, uh, how's the transition been for your crappy, like um, playing so long in, in Minnesota, Georgia, then going on the new team. Like obviously fuck your, you're, you're kind of everyone's great room guy, but how, how's that change been for you?
5: Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it's been good. I mean, we, we've got off to a really good start. I mean, it obviously sucked getting COVID when I did, like I got COVID right, you know, gearing up for our Hamilton game, which would have been sweet, you know, get the family and everybody out there. Uh, so that obviously puts a little, you know, a little damper to the start of the season, but I, you know, everything besides that has been awesome. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool environment to, to play in and, and playing at Wells Fargo is pretty sweet. You know, like a lot of history in the, in the area and the, and the city is such a great sports town. So it's, you know, it's uh, it's been fun, been fun to start. And it just feels good to be back in kind of the rhythm of the season. Again, you forget about kind of the, the, the grind routine that the, that the NLL season is my weeks are just like, Oh, I'm home Sunday, you know, working all week. And then it's like, you blink your eyes and you're, and you're back on the road again, which is, which is sweet. I
1: love it. Mackie, how mad are you? How mad were you at creppy when he signed with Philadelphia? <laughs> <laughs> no, no anger. No anger. Um, I was mad because he he ditched Rochester. So I was mad. Yeah, I thought I had we a Little yeah. bit of behind the scenes, a little bit of tampering,
3: and then no, nope, just me, <laughs> me, <laughs> me and me and McRae definitely back channels and were chirping creppy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so he, I think he was doing the same thing with New York. So uh, <laughs> yeah, no.
1: No. hey you know what no it's anger. nice to yeah. be
3: the hottest girl at the dance
1: once in a while crap you deserve it buddy
0: once and for only <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> must have seen all that offensive film from back in the minor days that's what <laughs> happened okay i like it what uh is that it i don't know i got, I got nothing else on the damn list here i think uh I had to leave off a few things because they're pretty similar just to listing out. I think I had flip cup listed here too, as one of the other things. <laughs> yeah,
3: the, one, hey, the, like podcast, that? the podcast has been incredible so far. That was one of your worst questions. In yeah, the episodes. And, uh, so I'm so going to put that right
0: one good. right on Danny Mac. Uh, I'm not a big throw <laughs> under the bus guy. <laughs> I don't know what I was supposed to do with the Canadian beer pong invitational, but uh, landed flat on its face. <laughs>
1: Me and yeah, Dan, we really played uh, beer pong once in a while. It was great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so unreal. All right. Well, boys, Paul, you got anything else? Were you all good?
1: No, man, this was awesome. Again, um, you know, we both – we wanted you guys on singularly, and then we kind of – is actually I think Chef Donnie wanted, wanted a double, and we didn't really know how it was going to go, but, man, this was awesome, dude. And, again, hopefully at some point this will be, you know, five guys – in a room just having some cottage springs and and laughing even more but appreciate you guys taking the time and and enjoy the season boys good luck except for in two weeks i guess
3: (laughs) (laughs) thanks boys thank you
5: thanks so much for having us it's
0: been a blast guys that was awesome all right our first duo What a chat not as many interruptions back and forth as I thought that we were gonna have. I think it worked out pretty well.
1: You professionals, man. Hey, just two good pros. That's all it was.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So it was uh, my beer pong question absolutely flopped. But other than that, I think it was. Uh, <laughs> so you guys played beer pong in college, eh? It's like yeah, yeah. That yeah, I think we did. So yeah, pretty uh, much
1: every Saturday.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What else would we have done? So it was uh, yeah. But what a chat. I mean those guys playing together for, you know, whatever it was, like 19, 20 years is, it's actually kind of wild. Like, act, and and not just like playing a random game here and there, like every, everywhere. They played all minor, junior B, junior A, RIT, with the Swarm, won a championship. And then, you know, just last weekend played maybe their second game ever against each other. So pretty cool to kind of see the lacrosse world, get a look into how connected it is, like, you heard the conversations. Everybody's in everybody's wedding party. But joint bachelor parties. Everyone's, you know, going around together, spending their summers together and stuff. So it's uh, that's why we wanted to start it, is, is kind of those little connections. So that was a fun one.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. And, uh, yeah, we kind of – we touched on it, too, like, in Danny Max. Like, it's just cool that those guys are still friends, but then they all get to play, like, pro with and against each other, too. Like, so, no, it's – and those two guys are just – You know saw the earth and just great great guys so no we appreciate for them them coming on it was awesome
0: yeah we didn't even uh, didn't ask Mackie an ounce of a field across pro field across question because we're box across podcast we don't even know that other league we don't know
1: I was gonna say that when he was saying uh, yeah I was watching the game the chrome I was like I was gonna say who are the chrome
0: (laughs) that's good Um, I'm trying oh big announcement gummy worm pre-workout yeah, i was, I was gonna say i you gonna
1: get that yeah.
0: yeah i think it's ish code <laughs>
1: yeah. i like my rendition better yeah.
0: but uh yeah i mean new product out i think there's, there's from my understanding there's quite a few more coming down the chain too um so again obviously proud to to partner with those guys so lineyesupplements.com paul 25 does not work so use Dan 25, hopefully that one works. I'll, I'm going to double check that. Actually, Try Paul
1: 25 first, so just double check. Yeah, yeah,
0: be, make sure. And then uh, that's like when we – remember when we used use Billy smelling salts and they just never activated our codes? So yeah, wrote, exactly. Punched them as a sponsor. Yeah. We had a couple
1: <laughs> uh, of good ones. But.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, – yeah, I mean, it's exciting. Another big weekend across lacrosse. Um, the Riptide have their first game back since December 12th. Um, I know, Paulie's. You're off this weekend, and then yep. you guys are a similar, a similar situation next week. Hysterically, I didn't even realize you guys have a double header after five weeks off. Yeah, something's got to be. That's I can't believe that hasn't even been a discussion. But um, what do we know? I guess. So, like, yeah. Hopefully, just bring all the lion eyes you got with you, buddy. You're gonna, you're gonna need it for sure.
1: I'll need that. I'll need that Ishkota for the second game. That's for sure get the legs buzzing. Get the yeah. old get the old bird legs going. So
0: that's it. That's it. All right. You got anything else before we show no, you? No, man.
1: That was good. Nice, nice long interview. Nice long uh, episode here. So just no, thanks again for listening and we uh, appreciate you guys. That's all.
0: All right. We will chat with you guys for, Oh, we got to think of who 35 is. We're going to have to think of that one, but
1: 35 um, is an easy one.
0: Is, yeah, true. That's uh we'll have that one ready for you. So, Enjoy the games this weekend and the Bills football game. Go Bills, baby. Let's go. All the way. We're talking Super Bowl. (laughs) That's it.
4: You were the drug I was, strength behind your grip. Hated the buzz on your hallucinogenic trip Set myself free and you'd sneak up from behind I was the monster in my mind Get out Let me go Cause I can't do this anymore On my right, disguised as love and dressed in white, eyes as black as a winter night. Grabbed my hand and pulled me in, said I'd never walk alone again, the beginning of the end. Apart. there was no sign of you but the holes in my cold heart and i gave my world to you and you dragged me through the dark and i was the monster from the start